entering the impeachment inquiry hearing thingy. It's not an impeachment. You know why they're calling you that? Normally, you'd have hearings. And and everybody would know, if this goes really, really badly, I'll bet the House is going to impeach the guy. But you have to have the hearings first to figure out what happened. Well, by calling them impeachment hearings, if it looks bad for the guy, it, it just it, it turns a, a six-foot putt into a one-foot putt. What we're here to decide is whether to impeach or not. We're not here to decide what happened. We're here to decide whether to impeach or not. So if the Democrats come out of this looking pretty good, well, then clearly it's time to impeach. It's, it's, it's a presumption. It's the cart being ahead of the horse. It's the, the tail wagging the dog or the horse wagging its tail. I don't know. It's something like that, though. <laughs> Certainly. The cover on the New York Post was guilty. Now let's have the trial. Nice. Nice. Restaurant and bar owners in D.C. aiming to cash in. They opened <laughs> up early this morning. Um, uh, the house in Pizzo, there it is, Duffy's Irish Pub in the oh. District's H uh, Street Northeast I neighborhood. I hang out there right now having a black and tan. Oh, are you kidding? They're, uh, Did having... you ever make the black and tans when you were a bartender, oh, Sean? Yeah. You yeah, good yeah. at that? That's good stuff right yeah. there. I just like to see the different uh, races of beer coming together. Anyway. You ever do a snake bite? Do oh, tell. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that there? Guinness with cider. Cider? Yeah. Like apple cider or hard cider? And I don't remember. Do they separate in the glass the same way as... Uh, not quite. Not quite. No, it's like, a, like an alcoholic cider. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. That's why I'm here. Uh, they're featuring what it's dubbing Happy Hearing Hours. $5 rail drinks, $2 off all drafts and wine. Uh, they're also selling a subpoena colada <laughs> and a drink called the, the James and the Giant Impeachment. Uh, Union Pub is opening earlier. For $7, customers can pick up a variety of peachy cocktails, including its Impeachment Please with a peach-flavored Jim Beam, Simply Syrup, and Orange Bitters. Or, I got 99 problems, but impeachment ain't one. Uh, it's, uh, they list the ingredients. Uh, uh, Alcoholics, they're so funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at us justifying our horrible behaviors. The fact that we're drinking at 6 in the morning. Another Capitol <laughs> no, Hill. Just... Fun. Look at the name of the drink. <laughs> the Capitol Lounge, which is on Capitol Hill, is rolling out an entire pun-filled menu of drink specials for the first day of impeachment <laughs> hearings. Now, some of the offerings include the Quit Bro Go, made with Prosecco. Well, that's a bit of a reach. <laughs> Jeez. Um, an insane in the Ukraine cocktail. <laughs> oh yes. Salakaya blueberry vodka, etc., and other concoctions. Um, not the first time. Many places opened up early and offered food and drink specials during Robert Mueller's testimony in July. That was back when he was going to be impeached for aiding the Russians, which didn't happen. Um, blah, blah, blah. And, oh, also Michael Cohen's February appearance in front of the House Oversight and Reform Committee that was going to be the blockbuster. Right. Oh, yeah, that, that was the one that was going to end Trump. Jared's Grease in the Middle East is the name of a drink. <laughs> Rye, ginger syrup, orange, and oil served covered up. That's right. See, I, I can't even... Daddy keep... will never love you? Wow. What? That's the name of a drink? They have the Mrs. Conway and the bar Alago. <laughs> remember, I, I can't keep track of all the hearings that were supposed to be the day that ends Trump. Right. Um, the Cohen testimony, yeah, that was all exciting. And then he at some point said, no, no, I didn't. I, that, that, that didn't happen. And that was kind of the end of that. Yeah. Then Mueller got up there and he couldn't hear the questions and didn't, hadn't apparently read his own report. And we all found out, oh, it's not the Mueller report. It's your name, but you didn't, you don't really know what's going on. Yeah. You were the good, the granddaddy, but you didn't do the work. And then there have been several others. And so right. you got, uh, then today. And what has happened today so far is a bunch of ambassadors very slowly, methodically laying out 
what I think most of you already know, if you follow the news, is that um, Trump would appear pressured Ukraine to blah, blah, blah. You know the story. Right. And we had the poll numbers yesterday that 75% of people have already made up their mind. Mm-hmm. Which polls? All of them. Okay. That does leave 25% that haven't made up their mind, although they could then split off 50-50 also. <laughs> Certainly, yeah. Um, well, and I'd love to see a poll, an honest poll, of uh, Trump supporters who would say, yeah, he makes me crazy, but for the judges and the immigration reform and the rest of it, we'll take him. We're fine. He's staying in. I don't care. I wish he wouldn't do that stuff, but I don't care. I'll bet you get a lot of people who'd say that. He's worth it. Well, I I think that's I think that's the reason... It's like there's a moment in a in a in a in a, a game, a basketball game, football game happens more in football. It seems like there's a moment in the game where you realize this is the whole game right here. Mm-hmm. If you don't get this, make this fourth down, even you go, you got many minutes to go. You're not. This is this is it. This That's is the game. when I rise up out of my couch and stand there watching. That's right. Yeah. So, but mm-hmm. those moments happen before long before the game's over, and I think that might be what's going on here. The Democrats think we can't beat Trump. We don't think we can beat Trump, not with the candidates we have. This is the game. This is the fourth and one. This is where we're going for it, yeah. to boot him out through this process so we have a chance. Yeah, or or at least dirty him, damage him, so we can buy a little time to figure out who the hell we're going to run against. Muss up his head. Maybe Deval Patrick. I hear he's good. And who just announced... Uh, I know the name. Sherrod. Uh, yeah, yeah, Sherrod from Ohio. Sherrod Brown of Ohio. He's a senator? Yes, it was. May still be. Nobody's sure. <laughs> name, feel free to delete that. Uh, Brain, feel free to delete that name from my memory in about a week and a half when yeah. no one ever mentions yeah, him again. Yeah, no kidding. When he and uh, Mark Sam- Sanford go on a hike together. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. yeah, I know got- some nice Argentinian girls I could uh, introduce you to, Sherrod. What do you know, Executive Producer Hanson? What do you got for us? You got something? Tell us something. No, no, he says no. He's waving us off. Tell us something. Are you being attacked by bees? Tell, Terror. Tell us. <laughs> are, are you listening to something? What's happening? You should see the dance he's doing, folks. Waving his arms around. Not a joke. Has anything ha- exciting happened in the impeachment inquiry? It's not an impeachment inquiry. It's just an inquiry. Sorry, I got to push eighteen buttons to talk to you guys. Uh, okay, so what is currently going on? Hanson has there's been a tasked lot of, with. There's a lot of back and forth going on right now. I have nothing specific to report other than Sherrod Brown on Sunday said, "I'm not running for president." As recently as, as Sunday. recently on Sunday, I saw the man say it on Face the Nation or Meet the Press. One of those. So that's pretty interesting. Since you got Hillary Clinton yesterday, we got. Can, do we have the Hillary Clinton tape available? We should throw that in. Yeah, there it is. It's only thirteen seconds long. Never, never, never say never. And I will certainly tell you, I'm under enormous pressure from many, many, many people to think about it. But as of this moment, sitting here in this studio talking to you, that is absolutely not in my plans. So Sherrod Brown said on Sunday, I'm not running for president, announced today. Yes. And Hillary it's a Clinton, different day, Jack. And, <laughs> and Hillary Clinton said, I have many, many, many people begging me to run. But right. as I sit here right now, no. Yeah. Never say never. God, that sure sounds like yes to me. That's the most she sounded like yes by far. It means 50-50 yes at least. It's it's to me that's that's Hillary Clinton uh, announcing it's just a matter of how the polling looks. We're doing some polling and if it looks like I can pull it off and where we're talking to some uh, donors, it looks like I can get the 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 money and uh then yeah absolutely yes. That's what that is. Right. Right. So uh, here's your quote of the day from Sherrod Brown. The only cure for the presidential virus in the United States Senate is embalming fluid, and I don't want to be that guy. 
so senators all think they ought to be president, and he doesn't want to be that guy. Okay. Well, that means he's not running. Or did he just announce that? No, he, he said that on Face the, on Meet the Press over the weekend, and then he announced today. So not only did he say, I'm not running, but he said, I would never effing do that. That's pathetic. <laughs> it's sick. You got every senator in the world thinks they're going to be, no friggin' way. I'd rather be stabbed in the eye. I mean, not only did he say he's not running, he laid out a pretty insulting description of why he wouldn't. <laughs> Three days later, yeah. in ring. I thought a lot of crazy stuff on th- Sunday, That's Jack. That's true. Today's the cold light of Wednesday. <laughs> it makes a difference. Everything looks it different, makes a difference. Mr. Vice President, sir. Exactly. What was your son making all that money for, by the way? Just as long as we're talking about all this stuff. We, uh, we'll concentrate on Trump, but let's spend 10 minutes on that, huh? How about we I di- apologize we'll, for that. We'll, <laughs> we'll dip back into the hearings when we come back and see how they're going on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The truth is, whether it's anonymous, Nikki Haley, or John Bolton, beneath it all, these books are all trying to do the same thing. Profits off the chaos. Because these books don't help the country, they just trade on rumors and innuendo to make the authors money. Like, if someone has valuable information about the president, they should just tell the American people instead of holding out for a big payday. It's about the president. It's about the country. As I've been saying for years, good for Trevor Noah, that these people with these bombshell books, if that was so crucial, how about you didn't, why didn't you run to a microphone immediately? No, you waited until you found a publisher and got a book and then got your book tour lined up. Then all of a sudden, I don't believe anybody who does that. James Comey is a perfectly good example. All of these damaging revelations about the president and the way it all worked. Why didn't you tell us earlier if you cared so much about the country, Mr. Staring at the Trees? Because you need to get your multi-million dollar book deal going. And on the front page of USA Today, the anonymous book gets reviewed by Susan Page, who I generally like. But this this doesn't deserve a front page review in the USA Today, this book. And this one isn't even written by somebody who's willing to put their name on it. I suspect this is going to vanish in the blink of an eye oh, after will. an orgasm of coverage on the front pages of all the liberal Absolutely. media. But listen to this. I almost dropped a BS bomb. Listen do to it, this. Do it. Listen to this ass that they put on the front page of the USA Today to put to allow to be put in people's heads. The anonymous official who has written a scathing account of the presidency of Donald Trump suggests that the president, this is the first paragraph, suggests that the president might refuse to leave office even if if convicted of impeachment hearings or defeated narrowly in the 2020 election and says he's preparing his followers to either out uh, to their outcome as a coup that could uh, that should warrant resistance. He will not exit quietly, quietly or easily. Oh, for the love of heaven. So the first paragraph of a review on the front page of USA Today, this guy says, no, Trump's not going to leave. It's going to be like a war. It's going to be like the Civil War. That is completely 
I thought we'd outgrown that whole he's the new Hitler, he'll seize power thing. That's completely irresponsible. The well, anonymous, that's ridiculous. The anonymous doofus or doofuses, if it's num- uh, multiple people, you know, you get to write whatever book you want. And if you can find a publisher who's willing to give you millions of dollars, say, you know, I my hat is off to you. But the yes, US, the First Amendment covers bullspit. But nobody has to give it air and act like this is a real book or that's a real opinion. And the first paragraph, front page USA Today, he's going to refuse to leave office. What does that even mean? <laughs> She's going to sit there in the White House based doing what? Like the Senate and the House would put up with that or the Supreme Court. Based, Shut up! Based on conjecture by somebody who will even, won't even put their name on the conjecture. I mean, that is where we are. God, that's so dumb. And as Trevor Noah said, it's just all a bunch of crap. People trying to make money. That's so weak. Yeah, I was not impressed by the Nikki Haley book. I I understand she's putting out a book to pave the you got to have a book to run for president for some reason. And so she's paving the way for her run and how she bravely stood up in favor of Trump or for him, even as she disagreed strongly when he was wrong. I mean, it's good. It's some good needle threading. And she's good at it. She's an impressive woman. But the book, please. Who needs the book? And, and I tell you what, old John Kelly's response to it was pretty good. I opposed him. I told him when I thought his uh, his plan wasn't going to work. I'm not supposed to do that. What? And so it, where are we left? That's the thing about the, the Beltway High School lunch table, which is what the D.C. is. It's a high school lunch table where people gossip. Um, that stuff goes away. Ten minutes later, nobody cares. Well, then again, you they don't yell at each other like it's the most important thing in the world. Putting it on the front page of USA Today say, says more about USA Today than anything else. Yeah, boom. But um, uh, getting to today's impeachment. Um, I wouldn't let my parrot crap on you, USA Today. There you go. I almost said S. So the impeachment inquiry, what what do you want to call it? Just an inquiry. Everybody's called the impeachment hearings. you got to call it the... Even Fox is calling it the impeachment inquiry hearings. Yeah, I know, because that ups viewership. Everybody wants to make it into something it's not yet, but I get it. They're in break right now. It's the Ukraine aid hearings. So you got the diplomats there. They were asked questions for like 45 minutes from... A lawyer for the Democrats. Mm-hmm. Now a lawyer for the Republicans is going to ask questions with the rebuttal, and I think that should be pretty darn interesting. And that'll be coming up, and hope, hopefully we'll get to catch a little bit about of this. But the, here's what I think is interesting. The irony of history, or the way this may, may play out, is that the Democrats had several practice rounds of these hearings that failed and got to really hone their skills. What practice rounds? Do you mean the underground capital secret hearings or the Mueller thing? The Mueller thing. Yeah. They got to do the Mueller thing. The Mueller thing, the Cohen thing, but particularly the Mueller thing. It failed spectacularly. And I think they, they got to look at it and say, okay, why didn't that work? Nobody cared. Nobody was moved. They went over the game film. They went over the game film and they tried to figure out a way to perfect that. Okay, we're, we're doing a bad job of asking questions. Instead of us asking questions, let's bring in a hotshot lawyer. Let's let's try to get to the good stuff early, all that sort of stuff. And they may have perfected it so that they get a lot more bang for their buck this time around. It's it's kind of interesting. And if if Trump gets removed from office, that'll be lost to history that he was basically impeached several times. Uh, you know, hearings very like this right. several times that yeah. went nowhere right. until they finally finally perfected their skills and built up enough ahead of steam that they're able to pull it off. Right. They have some pretty decent witnesses too. Um, to the facts that I think everybody has agreed on, more or less. I mean, there's still some hardcore out there who say, no, it, it was a perfect call. But The only question is, psychologically, does it make a difference hearing it straight from their mouths? 
in a soundbite than having read and read a paragraph in a newspaper. Just as you know, and listen, I happen to uh, dip into another radio show briefly. I heard it coming out of a speaker at a different station. And uh, and that host was aggressively litigating the president side of things. I mean, he was not analyzing it just as, um, you know, it was rah-rah for our team as opposed to we need to be careful of the other team's passing attack because they're really good at it. And we just we tend more toward the second thing around here. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Um, they have some pretty good witnesses this time. These diplomats, you could make them sound like uh, phony democratic tools in the abstract, but they're coming across really well. Yeah. They're coming across as serious men who care about their country in the hearings. So uh, I'm telling you, if you are a Trump fan, um, that's not great for the president. They're not coming off as phonies. And a Trump appointee. I mean, the right. Trump administration uh, you know, picked these people. Yeah, and in, in most cases, I think. They're longtime career diplomats and all, and... And the stuff about the deep state, I prefer the permanent bureaucracy, but all that stuff is true. And could they be resisting Trump's policy just because they don't agree with it? Yeah, but the policy we're talking about is Rudy running around Ukraine making deals with people and and the aid and the rest of it. And that's not an official policy. That was just something Trump said once. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Another quick dip into the impeachment inquiry. Ominous signs of a crackdown coming in Hong Kong and an RBG health update. Oh, boy. You want this to get more interesting? Oh, no. Trump appointing a Supreme Court justice. In the middle of this? (laughs) My head may explode. That'd be awesome. Stay tuned. The inquiry is on break right now. The Democrats had their say for now, and the Republicans are going to have their shot in just a couple of moments. We listened to some of the uh, analysis on Fox, and one of the reasons I'm particularly focused on what Fox has to say, because I think the whole ball game with this is convincing people on the right to switch sides right. on the argument. Correct. Um, that's the whole ball game. I mm-hmm. mean... I'm sure if I was on MSNBC or ABC or whatever, they're saying, oh, yeah, it's damning Trump's and big. Yeah, but those people, the people watching you already agree. We've looked at the poll numbers. Uh, so of the senators and the Repu- there aren't 20 senators that are going to go. Republican senators are going to flip. No, so you've got to get a huge percentage of their persuadables and a decent chunk of Republicans to say, yeah, that's too much. But uh, Chris Wallace on Fox thought it was a was a pretty rough go for the president so far. But as he pointed out, same thing Joe said earlier, you've only heard one side of it. Often the prosecution makes their case. And when the defense gets up there, you say, oh, yeah, that's another way <laughs> that's to look at it. That's a good point. <laughs> so, Chris whoop. Wallace constantly listening to the Armstrong and Getty show and stealing from me. I've gotten used <laughs> to it. So uh, hopefully we'll get some of the other side this hour. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, earlier today, the acting U.S. Uh, Ukraine Ambassador Bill Taylor was testifying at that impeachment inquiry. He was asked by the Democrats' lawyer about a text that he had sent earlier this year to a colleague. And the text message should be on the screen in front of you. And if you could read what you wrote. As I said on the phone, I think it's crazy to withhold security assistance for help with a political campaign. And that is one of the quotes you will probably be hearing over and over again today. Yeah, so we've been watching a little bit of this that we haven't aired. The the lawyer that the Democrats hired is really good, and it's pretty clear to me what he's up to. He understands what I was talking about earlier. This is a TV show. 
This is for the media. He asked a couple of questions that you would never ask in a court of law because you'd get, you'd get overruled on that question immediately. Mm-hmm. He, and, and he asked the ambassador one question of, uh, you know, what, what do you think the president of Ukraine thought when Trump said that? And the, the diplomat properly said, well, that'd be speculation. I mean, um, you can't ask that question in a court of law because right. you don't have any idea. Right. Well, um, it's um, not a court of law, though. It's politics. Right. And, and what he was hoping for, and this is smart, what what the Democrats' lawyer was hoping for is a soundbite that the diplomat would have would have would have said. Oh, I think the president of Ukraine believed he was being strong armed or something like that. Right. I mean, right. So, sure. so, so they're so they're going to do that all day long. Yeah. They're going to try to drag these sound bites out of them. Right. That they can play on the news all day long. Speaking of dragging, there's a, a hearing to drag Trump out of office like monthly now. What was the one where the the congressman said? Uh, would you read what you uh, wrote to us, please? And the witness said, no, I'm not going to read it. You want to read it? You read it. I'd like you to read it, sir. I'm not going to read that it. That was Corey what? Lewandowski. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm not going to read it. You read it. He spent the entire time of his examination just telling the Congress people to sit on it. Yeah. yeah. It's right up there. Why bother? I'd no, like no, you no. to read it, what, sir. What do you think, President Swalwell? Read I mean, this. That was, you. that was some rough oh, stuff. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Good times. Similar times. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, Ambassador Taylor said he also raised questions about Trump's lawyer Rudy Giuliani's shadow diplomacy in Ukraine. There appeared to be two channels of U.S. Policymaking and implementation, one regular and one highly irregular. Again, referring to Rudy Giuliani. If Trump goes down, it will have Rudy Giuliani's fingerprints all over it. Trump fans, I'm telling you that absolutely. If uh, if it had been more Bolton and less Giuliani, we wouldn't be in this. Uh, Bolton was pissed at Giuliani running around doing what he did, cutting deals and the rest of it. And if he ever shows up, man, it's, he's going to be breathing fire. News just coming in. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg's missing arguments today at the high court because she is ill. The Chief Justice John Roberts announcing Ginsburg was indisposed due to illness. Ginsburg uh, will still participate based on recordings and written briefs. Well, yeah, that's that's pretty thin. I mean, everybody gets sick and misses work. Yeah. She's a fairly frail old gal, too, so who knows? Yep. You know. What does she need, Marsh? She need a long? I'll give her my long right now. No, apparently uh, the official <laughs> word is the 86-year-old justice has a stomach bug. This ah. is this is just oh. what we need to add to the mix, though, right can in the middle you, of impeachment. Yeah. Is can tr- you imagine? Trump appointing a Supreme Court justice. Impeachment in the middle of a primary race on the other oh, yeah. side. Oh, yeah. With the senators unable to campaign during Ruth Bader Ginsburg's final days. And a Senate confirmation and hearing. not wishing for that. God bless her. No, yeah. and a Senate confirmation yeah. hearing for a Supreme Court justice. That would just be too much. I think everybody would explode. And Mitch McConnell having to explain why this time it's okay to nominate <laughs> right. a Supreme Court justice <laughs> in the eve of an election. That'll just be delightful. Meanwhile, we've got uh, some uh, several uh, foreign exchange students at Hong Kong Baptist University being moved because anti-government demonstrators are on their school grounds. One student telling a Norwegian broadcaster that they are being sent to a hotel, adding, I don't really know what is happening. I have got to pack now. She said she and several other exchange students were told to pack up and move away from the university right away. She said people walked out with their suitcases. Many were crying. Is this 
sensible caution because the protesters are smashing stuff up and the school administrators are thinking, well, let's get the kids out of here? Or did the Chinese authorities say, hey, get the kids out of there? Yeah, I wonder. That's, yeah. that's all, all the difference in the world right there, and we don't know. Nope, not at all. Universe- Although, Jack pointed out earlier, off the air, uh, Israel has unleashed an attack on Gaza. They they took out one of those. Uh, what was the uh, the the splinter group uh, leaders yesterday or the day before? Yeah, and they've uh, they've hammered Gaza and the militants with missiles today. Is it possible because they're not going to get as bad, much bad press in America for doing it from almost, the liberal uh, journalists? Almost zero. Well, right. Yeah, nobody has any time. So who knows what else is going to happen today? Under the uh, the the dust cloud, the fog of the impeachment hearings, All right. which are not impeachment hearings; they're just hearings. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> one final note: singer songwriter John Legend is a new honor to go with all of his other awards. He is now People Magazine's sexiest man alive for 2019. Huh. What's a magazine, Daddy? I, I remember when that used to be a really big deal. Yeah. Who People's sexiest man alive was? Mm. I thought they had to do something exciting, like pick a transgender or something. So, oh, boy. so John Legend was already in, in EGOT. Yes. Now he's the sexiest man alive. Yes. So boy, do you need yes. any more than that? He's Emmy, in Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Tony. And there's only a handful and of sexiest, people. Sexiest. Oh, man. Only a handful of Stop people it, have ever right? won all those awards yeah. and then been sexiest man alive. Yeah, right. no kidding. Already married to a former swimsuit model. Right. Gorgeous kids. He's former got a, swimsuit yeah, model. Yeah, good point, Joe. Has been. Yeah. Take that, oh, Joe. Makes a difference. Hang up your bikini, old lady. Jeez, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Oh. Yeah. Did you guys hear his redux of the uh, the baby it's cold outside that he did with Kelly Clarkson to oh, modernize it? Where Just, they took out the date rape part? Yeah, kind of. It's not date rape part. Way to go. Why, why don't you go to your college campus <laughs> and take classes on intersectionality, <laughs> you numbskull? Yeah. Uh-huh. So speaking of singers, I saw this headline in the Dallas uh, News this morning, uh, Grammy Award winning singer, and I hate awards for art, but I'm impressed by the EGOT thing. Uh, Grammy Award winner Ellie Goulding is threatening to cancel her Cowboys Thanksgiving halftime show because the Salvation Army, which is involved, isn't LGBTQ well, friendly Lord. enough. I tell you what, if I'm Jerry Jones or a Cowboys executive and she says that, I say, okay, fine, you're out. No, I don't think you understand. I am... No, no, no. You're no longer the singer for the halftime show. There's no reason for you to be here. Walk out the door, please. Right. Well, walk out the door! <laughs> Guess what, baby? There are a lot of singers. We're getting a different one. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, I think the LGBT... Bye-bye! Bye-bye! Not singing in Dallas. Go away. So we heard the Democrats question the diplomats in such a way that didn't look so good for Trump. The Republicans get their shot now. When we come back, we'll hear some of that. I want to hear the cross-examination next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. I had a phone conversation with Alexander Daniluk. Mr. Daniluk, Mr. Daniluk, Mr. Daniluk, Alexander Daniluk, Mr. Daniluk, Mr. Daniluk understood. Hmm. That's hmm. Ambassador Taylor pronouncing correctly, apparently, that name. I Rapping. I could work on that for a week and never get that name right. Daniluk. Mr. Daniluk. That's my new alias. Checking into hotels. 
So currently in the uh, impeachment inquiry hearing thingy, the Republicans are getting their chance to talk to Ambassador Taylor. The Democrats, having done a good job of uh, laying out a pretty damning version of the story earlier, I think. Right. That's their job. And now Devin High Nunez is um, asking Ambassador Taylor about all sorts of now known plots by various Ukrainian actors, oligarchs, politicians, whatever, who were openly supporting Hillary and openly trying to bring down Trump during the election. Trying to make it clear that there's a lot of dirty dealing going on in Ukraine and it would have been reasonable to do some digging right. on our side. Right, that there was lots of corruption and messing with the our, our election and the rest of it in Ukraine. So we'll see where this goes. We'll pick it up right now. Fusion GPS contractor Nelly Orr testified to Congress that Lashenko was a source for Fusion GPS's operation to dirty up the Trump campaign, including the compilation of the steel dossier on behalf of the DNC and the Clinton campaign. You testified you were unaware that Lashenko served as a source for that project. Ambassador Taylor, is this still correct? It is, sir. You said you did not know that Ukrainian Internal Affairs Minister Arsan Avakov mocked and disparaged then-candidate Trump on Facebook and Twitter. Is that still correct? That is correct. Ambassador Taylor, in your testimony to this committee, you said you were never briefed on these reports and statements, uh, that you did not do due diligence before taking your post to discover that President, the President's and Mayor Giuliani's concerns may have been and that you did what they may have been and that you did not discuss them with ambassador Yovanovitch. that's still correct yes sir furthermore you said it upset you to hear about the many indications of ukrainian election meddling your precise words were i'm going to read them back to you based on this political article which again surprises me, disappoints me, because I think it's a mistake for any diplomat or government official in one country to interfere in the political life of another. That's disappointing, unquote. Ambassador Taylor, is that still your testimony? Mr. it is. Uh, subsequent to that, um, I looked into the circumstances for several of the things that you just uh, mentioned. Um, in 2016, uh, candidate Trump had made a statement um, saying that it was possible that uh, he would allow Crimea to go back to Russia. Um, he expressed that he expressed the the sentiment um, or the opinion uh, that it was possible that Crimea wanted to go back to Russia. What I can tell you, Ms. Nunes, is that... I remember that. That was one of those crazy Trump off the top of his head sort of comments. Right. It's like, what does that mean? And then it just right. goes away. I'm surprised Nunes is letting him go on with this. Um, just you, as an attorney, you don't let witnesses ramble on if it's not useful to you. Yeah, I thought. I, th- I think it would have looked bad if he just said, that was a yes or no question, so yes? Right. And then moved on. And- uh, you know what a good dodge is always... We'll we'll get to the background on that in a couple of minutes, oh, but I want to hang with this, that and then you never to, get to that it. That would have been the way to handle yeah, it. Yeah, well, right. I missed my calling. There you go. That sentiment is amazingly inflammatory to all Ukrainians, 
Um, so, so I think, so I can understand that. Uh, are you aware uh, during the, I believe it was the 2012 uh, election when uh, at the time, President Obama leaned over on a hot mic to the then Russian president and said that he'd have to wait till after the election. Uh, did that, was that inflammatory to the Ukrainians also? I don't know, sir. That's pretty good. Mm -hmm. I just want to be no, clear that some government officials opposed President Trump's approach to Ukraine, but many had no idea what concerned him. In this case, it was numerous indications of Ukrainian, Ukrainian interference in the 2016 election to oppose his campaign and support Hillary Clinton. Once you know that, it's easy to understand the president's desire to get to the bottom of this corruption and to discover exactly what happened in the 2016 election. And with that, I'll turn to Mr. Castor. Ambassador Taylor, Mr. Kent, uh, President Trump's concerns about Ukraine's role in the 2016 election, you believe he, he genuinely believed they were working against him, right? Ambassador Taylor? Uh, Mr. Kessler, I, I don't know what <clears throat> President or candidate Trump um, was thinking of. So that's the Republicans hired gun? Right, exactly. Okay. Yeah. I mean, didn't he in this, in this uh, Oval Office meeting on May 23rd after the, the Zelensky inauguration, didn't he, didn't he lament that the Ukrainians were out to get him? I heard that his response to the suggestion um, <clears throat> that Mr. Zelensky visit Mr. Trump, President Trump, in the Oval Office, um, um, was not well received, and that he had concerns about Ukrainians, yes. But from the president's perspective, if, if the ambassador, the Ukraine, Ukrainian ambassador to the United States, one of the most influential diplomats, um, is, is penning an op-ed, um, certainly with the okay of President Poroshenko, um, the, this, the DNC consultants are, are, are conferring with Ukrainian officials at the embassy. Uh, former Prime Minister Yatseniak is saying things on social media. Uh, Interior Minister Avakov, who has uh, spanned both okay. the Poroshenko and the Zelensky uh, realm, is I also saying some very unkind things. They're getting at the fact media. that there was rampant corruption and rampant political interference coming from Ukraine, and that's why uh, Trump had a bee in his bonnet about it. It wasn't about diminishing Joe Biden so much it was just... You know, dealing with that interference. That's a pretty good way to muddy the waters and maybe perfectly legitimate. That's a good but point, that's, too. That's, that's going to that's gonna work pretty well. Yeah. It is now my incredible privilege to present final thoughts with these moron Armstrong and Getty. Thank you very much, Mr. President. Uh, here's your host for final thoughts, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. Producer Positive Sean, final thought. Yes, downloaded Disney Plus yesterday, ended up watching The Mandalorian, loved it, but I also loved being able to circle back to little after-schools of my youth and watch some Darkwing Duck and X-Men the Animated Series. It was a delightful evening. How did you find Disney overall? 
Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it was easy to use. I didn't have some of the glitches that some people were having uh, downloading it, and it, yeah, it was smooth and great. Fear the mouse, evil corporation. Michelangelo, final thought. Oh, yeah, Democratic debate next Wednesday. The oh. question is, will Donald Trump still be president? I'd say there's at least a 37% chance no. Wow. We'll just see. Our esteemed newsman, Marshall Phillips. Marshall? Well, the hearings roll on this afternoon. I am going to go home and, uh, well, perhaps have a glass of Chardonnay and continue to uh, watch them. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jack, do you have a final thought you'd like to share? Yes, yeah, so we got multiple hours today, multiple yep. hours Friday, and then, what, four days next week yep. with, like, nine more people? Wow, the, yep. America will be good and tired of this by then. I think both sides, you got to better score your points now. Um, because I, I just think everybody's going to be tuned out by then. Eyes are going to begin to glaze over. I think this is a really interesting master class in how diplomacy is actually run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm enjoying it. In terms of getting the president booted out of office, I just think at the end of it, people are going to believe what they already believed and... They're either going to want Trump out like they did three weeks ago, or they're wanting they're going to want him to stay in like they did three weeks ago. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Got a lot of good clicks for you, podcasts, etc. We'll have the analysis for you tomorrow from all the smart people. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say... How very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. And we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? If you want to drive them crazy, just say eight more years or 12 more years. Or 16 would do it good. You'd really drive them into the loony bin.